The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you. It's Kevin in Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. Guys, none of us can make sense of what's going on anymore. The world's just getting crazier and crazier, and Halloween's on top of us, and it's the least scary thing is thinking about monsters. So I wanted to talk to somebody who kind of had a bead on things, and one of the smartest guys I know is Mike Drucker. You guys know Mike. He's been on the show many times. He is the co-head writer of Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, so he's got his eye very close to the presidential election and what's going on in the world, and I wanted to get his take on it and get some kind of sense. So uh, this is me talking to Mike, and we both try to figure it out, and we both love Star Trek Lower Decks, so let's listen. So your professional perspective is to look at what's going on in the world and figure out the angle. Yeah, I've given up figuring out the angle. Okay, all right. How are how are you feeling going into this election? I am uh, very scared, very worried, uh, especially you know because I write for a political comedy show, and we'll have to do. We have a show the day after the election. We don't have a show election night like a lot of shows mm-hmm. do, which is good. Um, but we have yeah. a show the day after. Yeah, because you remember Colbert had that election night yeah, show exactly. where he was just. He just collapsed. Yeah, like halfway through the show, and yeah. like, you don't want to do that. But are you feeling it's going to go one way or the other? I mean, or there's um, no way to tell. One, uh, like, there's one researcher on the show who is like very into data science and was sort of like, you know, well, like, was very like, I, you know, I'm like crunching the numbers and it's, it would be very hard for Trump to win. Like, I know we're all afraid, but based on the data I have, this is what I believe would happen. And I'm like, I don't believe you. He's going to win because everything's <laughs> bad. Uh, so, because I'm a nihilist. That's right. why. <laughs> and she, and, 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 you know, this person isn't like, you know, like, like an all in Democrat person where they're like, there's no way he's going to win, man. But yeah. she's very like, no, logically by this and this and this, it would be very difficult. And I'm like, nope, 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 no, nope, nope. I don't know what's going to happen. No? no? You don't get a feeling either way? Have you voted yet? I did. I voted, um, I voted for our president, Donald J. Trump, um, by mail. Wait. Just make my voice heard. You just put it on a post-it note with a stamp? Just, I yes. want Trump to be prez. And just threw it, threw it towards a mailbox and hoped it would stick. Somehow that will be counted, but but a regular ballot will not. One and then shouted one man, one vote in front of that mailbox. Right. Uh, but yes, I did vote by mail in uh, New York State, a state that will probably go blue as it has since history began. Um, yeah. But it was still fun to vote. I, yeah, I, I mean, I did that in Illinois, which will definitely yeah. go blue. But it was, uh, this is the first time I've ever done a mail-in ballot. So yeah. I like cleared it an hour for something that would normally take me two minutes. Because yeah. I'm like, well, is that circle, is there a space in that circle? Because they're going to disqualify me. It's, it felt like I was like going through like microfilm in a spy movie where I was yes. trying to like look for things. And I was like, okay, I got to make sure I've got every, like in the, I voted by mail before because for a long time I was, you know, when we did stand up, I was still a Florida resident. resident oh yeah, right. So I'd like, you know, vote in Florida by mail. And then you lived in California for a while. You lived in Washington in for a yep. while. So you didn't re-register every time. I didn't re-register, I re- re-registered like, most of the times, but not each time. And, mm-hmm. but like when I did ballots before, I'd be like, ah, fucking dot, 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 throw it in, throw yeah. it in the mail. You know, just sort of like, ah, fuck it, I'm voting. And this time it's so like, like, I, like I'm sure I did something wrong still. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I, there's, I'm like, there's a reason that this didn't count. And I, um, there were no drop boxes in my town yet. So I walked right. up to the post office because I was like, I don't trust a mailbox. Right, And, yeah. you know, and I put it in, I walked into the post office, put it in the slot, yeah. You know, where it's supposed to go. And as soon as I let go, I go, well, th- that's probably not going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I'm sure mine instantly got thrown away. Oh, it's in a river. That's where they go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to hear, like, I just don't want to wait in line to vote. It's not even about coronavirus. It's yeah. really that I don't want to wait in line 
and I know lines will be long because people are very passionate about voting, which is good. Mm -hmm. But given the option between sending it in and waiting, even though waiting is probably more secure, I'm going to send, I'm going to send it in. Yeah. Yeah. I just moved and re-registered, but again, it was part of me. I was like, well, I'm not going to the junior high that I usually go to, so I'm not going to know where to go. So right, exactly. that's, that, that wasn't, that was enough. Anything that was a slight barrier. Yeah. It's like the Amazon rule of business. Like anything to make this easier will guarantee the sale. Like I'll yeah. send you a button that you push, you know, I'll do one click. It's like anything that could be a slight hindrance to voting. I'm right. Like, well, I'm not doing that. That's, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So I have voted already, and you know, down ballot Democrats. I also like did I like researched the attorney, the attorneys and shit that are up for mm-hmm. things to find out yeah. who I liked, which I don't you, like. It really has made I think everyone a little more passionate, and knowledgeable. It just comes at the cost of everything being a nightmare. Right. And yeah, that's one thing I wonder about. Um, I mean, you being on a political show, I think is going to see us on the front lines. Is like yeah. If if Biden is elected and Trump leaves without completely going crazy and causing a crisis, when he's gone, are we going to be so addicted to political craziness that we're going to try to manufacture it somehow? Like, are we going to are we going to pick like the crazy senators that are left because Biden's boring just so we can keep the outrage going? Um, I don't know. Um, I think I think first there'll be this like huge almost cultural sigh of relief Mm -hmm. and not just like because he individually is gone i think because it would be sort of like a passing moment maybe yeah i'm sure that on the right i think on the right it'll definitely sort of be that like pendulum swinging that's always going on in politics where the right will suddenly find things on the left that are crazy and be like so you guys said trump was bad but if trump ever did this or you know like if trump ever said this you guys would have gone crazy so yeah um so i think there'll probably be some of that which is, you know, what happened with Obama after Bush and what happened with, you know, you know, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, though. I don't know. I, I know that being on my side of it, I don't want Trump to get elected. Like, not even on a professional, like, people will be like, but professionally, it's good. And it's like, it's not. No, no. He does, like, it's not. Yeah. Well, you can't exaggerate him. You can't, you, you, can't, you, can't, him. you can't inflate him for comic purposes because he's just doing that. He's just doing that and all of his handhold, like because he's president, he's been so overexamined that, you know, he's kind of boring. Uh, you know, like he's still scary, he's still frightening, yeah. but he's not like, he's not a fascinating train wreck anymore. He's just a train wreck that you have to watch a death count on actually, you know, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, nothing he does surprises me anymore. Right, I mean, I exactly. Like for the last three years, I'm like, okay, here's the situation. What's the worst possible thing you could say? Yeah, he said that. Right. Exactly. Without fail. And I've never been able to figure out if he's that crazy or just needs attention that much. I've never been able to figure out if he believes all the crazy shit he's saying or if he's just like, this will get them really mad. It was like, um, did you see Saturday Night Live this week? Yeah. uh, No, I did not. (laughs) Well, um, it was okay. It was, it was decent, but, um, but Bill Burr basically did a Bill Burr standup set for the monologue and people are going crazy on social, on social networking because they don't know who Bill Burr is. And they were like, Oh "Oh my God, how dare he could say that. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, that's his style. His style is to say the most offensive thing possible, then back it up with jokes. So by the end of the bit, you go, Oh yeah, I see what you mean. And yeah, People already like completely just flipped out and lost their minds. I mean, yeah, it, you're, but yeah, that's who Bill Burr is. Like, he yeah, went viral so, for like yelling at a Philadelphia crowd. Yeah, for that's minutes. right. <laughs> when we were both doing stand up, we were like yeah. gathered around YouTube, which was a browser the size of like yeah. fingernails. And we were like, oh, he's doing it, man. He's really doing it. Yeah. But is Trump, I, I never figured out, is Trump doing that or is Trump just that? noxious that that he honestly thinks the worst thing for people or is it uh i think it's both i do think that he wants to like he you know a lot of his base is you know a lot of it is the culture war a lot of it's you know like you know not liking pronouns or finding people that are like you know racially sensitive or you know support lgbtq issues they find them to be like weak or annoying you know that's why you see memes of like annoying like college students screaming right um so i think for him and for a lot of his base it's it's like 
it, part of the qualities like this in group. It's like, we're making fun of these people that we felt pushed us around, whether that's the real narrative or not. Mm -hmm. I think it's this sort of sense of like, fuck them. We got them. Look at how mad they are. They're weak. You know, you, you know, if you can lie, if you can lie and tell yourself someone else is a bully, it's easy to take joy in that bully's downfall, even if right. in reality, they're not the bully. Yeah. On the other hand, I think that he is the type of liar who lies so earnestly, he kind of like buys into it. No matter you know, what it is. Yeah. Like a little bit like the movie Big Fish, except it's a terrible father, you know, like where it's like, just like <laughs> it's a worse Tim Burton movie. <laughs> right. Well, but I think that like, you know, I think he'll do things where he's like, he's like, you know, this person is, is like a monster. Then he'll be like, remember that someone said that, forget it was him and be like, I know that this person's a monster. I've heard that before. Yeah. No, there's a lot of people are saying when it's only him saying. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's both. I, I think that, I do think that he's trying to troll people. I think that, you know, some of the stuff he believes just because the other side was mean. Like, I think he is someone who's le legitimately like, you weren't nice to me, so I'm going to deport more people. Like, I think that, like, to him, it's not like, I believe in the wall because, you know, I'm genuinely afraid of immigration. I think for him, it's like, you don't want to, you want to be nice to me? Well, the people who are nice to me don't want immigrants, so no more immigrants. You know, I think it's like he believes right. in it, but believes in the utility of it. Well, the only people he likes are the people that are complimenting him, and he likes them for the time it takes to compliment him. Once they stop right. talking, he no longer cares. Right. And he like, once they stop complimenting him, he ejects them. You know, yeah. he throws them out the airlock. Uh, he's like a cat. He's like he's, a cat in that way. Like, like, like you're petting a cat and then you stop petting them and then they bite you. Right. Well, you know, it's also, it's like if we had the, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not the first person to make this comparison, but like the kid from the Twilight Zone who continued yes. to the cornfield and yeah. he made him president where, right. you know, if you're nice to him, he'll let you put on a record. But if you're if you're if you don't like him, he's gonna fucking kick you out. Take of your plane. mouth away, yeah. Yeah, take your mouth away. Yeah. Have you been watching The Boys? No. Uh, I'm so I'm so behind on everything in life. I have, I've not watched the second season of The Boys. It's well, you've seen the first season, so yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot. They were interviewing this season. They added like an after show, like a Talking Boys kind yeah. of show that Aisha Tyler's hosting, and um, the guy who plays Homelander. First of all, the sweetest New Zealander ever. He like, oh, yeah. out, he like out Carl Urban's Carl Urban. Yeah. He's got like black hair and glasses. He's like, hi, everybody. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're a good actor. I don't hate he's, you. He's a nice man. Yeah, but they asked him like who Homelander is based on. He's like, well, obviously Big Arden's T. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, yeah, and the more I watch it, and there's, it's not like there's a huge turn in season yeah. two that's a spoiler, but it's like Homeland, Trump is Homelander. Trump, you know, yeah. Homelander yeah. is, well, I want this from you. And if you frustrate me, I'm going to get very angry and then kill you with my heat vision. Right. But he's doing yeah. it with, yeah, he's doing it with political power. Like, you know, Trump's base is the base that wants to see Superman kill the right people. Yeah, yeah. You know? Although, yeah. Yeah, they, and they came out that like, he was going to wear a Superman t-shirt when he came out of Walter Reed, and I'm like, dude, you're clearly Lex Luthor. Yeah, but <laughs> like, he doesn't, but he, I, I bet, I guarantee he hasn't even seen the movie Superman. Like, I guarantee I, he doesn't know who Lex Luthor is. Right, yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, for him, he's just like, I don't know, Superman's, what if I tear my shirt in there as Superman? Yeah, it's like, well, they, well they, when they got him to wear a mask, like the one time he complimented a mask, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'll look like the Lone Ranger, which, first of all, is a reference from 60 years ago. Second yeah. of all, the completely different kind of mask. It's, it's such a, it's a complete, yeah, but he knows there's a mask. I mean, yeah, that, that's as far as he went. Yeah. I don't think he really consumes much media that's not about him. And I don't mean that in a sarcastic way or like, like a talking headway. Like, I feel like he's not someone who, like he's, he's not gonna be someone if you're like, hey, you're gonna watch the new season of The Expanse. Like he's never gonna be that person, yeah. you know? Right, unless he's on it. Unless he was on it, you know? Well, you know, I, the first six months of his presidency, he was tweeting that Arnold Schwarzenegger was bad on The Apprentice. And I'm like, exactly. why do you still care? But it's the same thing of like, why has he been campaigning the entire four years? Right. Because it's, yeah. it's all he knows. It's, yeah. And he's also, the only reason he's mad at the media is because they're not nice to him like they used to be. And he liked that. Like, that's yeah. it. It has nothing to do with truth or dishonesty. He just is mad people aren't nice to him anymore. Yeah. And it is that, it is that toxic relationship of someone who's being shitty to you 
But if right. you call them out on it, they're going to explode. So, all right, I'll just deal with the shittiness. And I exactly. feel like we're all just trying to wait for him to break up with us. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like the, the first debate with Chris Wallace, where Chris Wallace was like, okay, like, hey, Mr. Like trying to calm yeah. him down. Um, there was an article about it. I forget where, but like so many things like that he does are like an abusive father type thing mm -hmm. that if you've gone through something even similar to that, you're sort of like, oh, I know that. Like, I know that move. I know that like, right. and yeah, I think that he does, like, he, you know, does the, like, that's not what I said. No, like, the interrupt you in the argument. Yeah. Uh, needing to be calmed down and coddled, like, sort of like, hey, man, it's cool. Like, well, you know, just, we're going to do something. Don't worry. Yeah, but there's also never that moment where he goes, okay, uh, all right. Yeah, there is. <laughs> like, he, he, ne he, he never gets calmed down. Right. He's and never he, had to be. Yeah. No, well, yeah, he's, he, well, and that's the thing that shocks me, and, and you can tell me if I was being naive, but when he started, I thought, all right, he's, he's saying a lot, of, a lot of crazy shit right off the bat. I was right. like, oh, he'll be a lame duck president because no one's going to listen to him. I was shocked how quickly the GOP fell in line. Yeah. And I, I know that's been their thing since they decided they hated Clinton, but right. I, I was shocked that they've gone for every crazy, stupid, lethal thing. Yeah. Did that surprise I mean you at all? Or were you just like, no, this was... What was going to uh, happen? I wasn't surprised that it happened. I was surprised how widespread it was. Like mm. I would have expected Lindsey Graham to be a little more like a Mitt Romney where it's like, I'll go with your stuff, but I'm still going to like wag my finger. And even he's falling super in line. I, yeah, I think Mitt, it's because- Lindsey okay. Graham no longer makes eye contact with anyone. That's, with, that's no. what I find. I was watching the, uh, just today, I was watching the, the hearings for um, Amy- um, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, I, I feel like my brain doesn't want to remember her name. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was, watch, I was watching him read the opening statements and he was like just in his paper, barely yeah. glancing up because he's not an idiot. He knows, it was like the debate when he had the debate yeah. with Jamie Harrison who was like, you said use your words against me. And I'd never seen a debate at that level where the guy was shifting his feet and kind of sinking into the podium. Right, like, like I know, I know. I, you know, I think that he, Trump was kind of like, he he got well he got republicans excited which hadn't happened in a little while like as far as like he got like a certain group of republicans like really revved up yeah um which you didn't really have with like you know romney um or even mccain like uh so i think i think that helped him but also he sort of was like i'll do whatever you guys want you're nice to me i'll do what you want like it's it's a president who doesn't have his own agenda it's a president who doesn't have his own real belief system where if it's like like, oh, you, you want to, all right. Like, I mean, besides cutting taxes, he definitely wanted that. But it's like, yeah, I'll cut, I'll cut taxes for the rich. And they're yeah, like, because you know, he's it's rich. Fine. Yeah. So it's something he can do for himself. Yeah. And all of these dudes, like, you know, in the Senate, they can easily at some point just retire if it gets bad for them. Um, mm -hmm. And some of them have. Like some of them, some of them are have. just like, I'm not running again. And yeah, it's, it's just easy. You know, it's, 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 he'll, he's like, I'll sign whatever you want me to. Just let me be a fucking clown. And they're like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's all about the attention. And this is like, we're living in, in Mitch McConnell's dream right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I also think that to some extent his base is so, his base is so passionate that I'm sure some of them aren't, not scared like for their safety, but sort of like, the moment that they break from him, they're going to immediately get primaried or they're going to get like mm. these, you know, protests from like dudes with guns who don't wear yeah. masks. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure that's an awesome, that's a worry too, that that's, you know, that an electorate will turn against you if you turn against a guy who's relatively popular with them. Yeah. And do you think, do you think that's why the coronavirus response has been what it is? I mean, we had Mike Lee today not wearing a mask after oh, yeah. testing positive. Is it that whole stance of like, because we're because we're tough, we don't have to follow these. Even though they're all getting yeah. sick, they're all getting sick. And it's like I never thought I never thought that COVID would make Trump a worse person. Yeah, you know I well, think yeah, Seth, there, Seth there Myers had, to go. Yeah, Seth Myers had a joke. He was like, "It's it's like at the end of a Christmas story." If Scrooge looked out the window and said, "You boy, what day is it? Watch well, Christmas Day, sir, and you're ugly." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like we're nothing. That's it's. I, th I think, you know, one, the, I think the response was so bad because they, they were all like, it's not going to be a big deal. Like, I honestly feel yeah. like that was sort of like, the, it's, it's just, fine. 
Just laziness. Yeah, I think just laziness. Um, and then I, you know, and then I think it became this thing where there were little factions within the White House because Jared had a team, but Pence was also doing a thing. Mm. Then there's the CDC. So there's like little factions that like all want their own thing. So that creates a bottleneck because there's not like an actual workflow to get things in motion. Right. And, you know, and his, antag- you know, the fact that he hates certain governors made him even who less likely nice to, to try him. to help. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the governors who are nice to it, who are nice to him are like, oh, we don't have to wear masks. And he's like, okay, sure. And so no one's wearing masks in those states and he hates the Democrats. So he's like, I'm not going to give you anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just made him even worse. Amazingly yeah. so. Yeah. Well, also that they pumped him so full of steroids that he's like, hey, I beat it in 24 hours. I'm going home. Yeah. And it's like, I'm part of me. It's, it's a black, black part of me, but part of me just... Every, every day, like I said, I have, a, yeah. I have a good friend who keeps tuning me out to stare at her phone. And I'm like, I'm yeah. like, hey, we're talking about staring at her phone. And she just keeps going, I just want to see if he's dead. Because yeah. it could be any minute. It really was. It, it really was. I still think it could got, be. Herman Cain got like be. two weeks. Yeah, it could be. It could, it, could, it could hit back very hard. I also don't entirely trust his doctor being like, he's tested negative. Like, no, I, I don't trust I don't, that at all. I don't trust that doctor. No. Um, I feel like when he got COVID, it like, it, we all, we all, I don't know if I'd call it, we became worse people, but we definitely a lot had the same thought, which was, all right, you know, all right. Uh, Well, it was so much schadenfreude. It was like, there was the, it was two pronged. It was, it was, see, you've been walking around making fun of masks. Now you got it. And I think we were all frustrated that he didn't have that come to Jesus. Like, okay, I got it. All right. Time out. I think that was frustrating. And I think the other thing was like, well, if he goes, that solves all our problems. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. And now we have a lot of Republicans that look very, very bad who are saying they're fine. And yeah, uh, God, Lindsey Graham wouldn't like refuse to give a test or get tested or give a test result. God, there, there, so many of them definitely have COVID, but they just want Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, it's like it, it, they're closet COVID. They're closet COVID. <laughs> and then like they won't die because they all have good health care and they're rich. And then they'll be like, "See how easy this thing is? I don't understand yeah, the problem." That, that's what bothers me. And I'm like, Herman Cain had good health care, right? Like, they gave Trump a thing that, like, is super, like, Regeneron is almost impossible to get access to because it's so new and it's still being tested. Right. And he's like, well, you know, I have Regeneron. Like, it's basically, look at me now. You guys I've regenerated. Yeah. yeah. Regeneron like, is how we get new Doctor Whos every three years. God. Right, though. But 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 it's it's so, it's, I don't know. It's so, like, just to be like, just do what I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It, it's a solopsic. It's a solopsistic world we live in, but yeah. it's somebody who doesn't care about any of us calling yeah. the shots. So what, what? So now, what do you think happens? You're doing a show after the election. I'm sure you can't plan it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But, and you, as you said, I, you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. But if Trump loses, where do you think he goes? Like um, in 2016, he started talking about doing his own network that was basically going to be OAN. You think so? Or do, you think, or do you think the Trump brand is so tarnished? I mean, I think it's tarnished in terms of like luxury. I could see mm. the brand. I mean, I could also see the brand being converted to more like sort of like, you know, the, the luxury to appeal to his base. Like a little, I mean, even like it, it already is. It's kind of like a tacky, shitty version it's, of wealth. It's the carnival cruises of politics. It's the carnival cruises of politics. I think that he'll, I think that he'll, my prediction that I have no reason to believe is that he'll like sort of style himself like this, like, well, he won't know this, but you know, sort of do a Mark Twain type speaking tour where he'll just constantly be doing rallies. Will he have I a think, big mustache? Yeah, he's gonna do Val Kilmer's one man show <laughs> of Mark Twain. So get ready, get ready guys. Uh, he's gonna do that in the Elephant Man. No, but I do think that he'll go on like these speaking tours. Like I think that for him, he loved those rallies so much. I could see that being his thing, like, you know, $50 a seat. I'm going to fill, mm. you know, the Nashville amphitheater or whatever. Yeah. Come see him give a speech. And then you make a shitload of money. Well, he does think he's a stand-up because, you know, right. could, the, way he, the way he launches into topics. Yeah. Where it's like, he has no jokes, but he's always like, have you seen this, folks? Have you seen this? 
Right. And then he makes faces and then they all cheer. It's like, you could make a career out of that. Yeah. Um, I don't think he realized how much he liked that until he did this, though. Yeah. I, well, you know, the, the story was this was all a uh, contract yeah. negotiation with NBC. NBC yeah. heard what he said about Mexicans and fired him. And then he's yeah. like, well, this is my job prospect. Yeah. And just God. the rest of the Republican Party was so weak. They were weak. They, you know, they didn't get Republicans excited, you know, yeah. especially like hardcore ones who are like mad at people. Um, like he would, and he, and, and that is like a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing to go like, you're right to hate these people. You're right to hate right. this group. You're right to be mad at them. You're right to make fun of them. Look at how ridiculous they are. And for a lot of people like hearing that's like, oh, finally, that's what I think. And racism works like that, yeah. you know? Well, racism is, is always a good excuse for covering up your own faults is, is saying, sure. yeah. hey, the, the, it's a bullying tactic because it's like, I'm not happy with what's going on in my life, yeah. no matter what it is. And the reason I'm not happy is because of this person that I can now pick on. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not, and I think the Bernie bros are kind of the opposite. And yeah. I, I like Bernie, but I don't find him realistic. It's like, sure. yes, yeah. I want to live in a world where everybody has health care and free college. I right. don't think we're going to get that. Yeah. But, but Bernie seems more benevolent because he's punching up, not punching down. Yes. No, totally. Which Absolutely. is the, f- the first lesson I got at UCB. <laughs> don't punch down. <laughs> don't Just make don't homeless jokes. Don't make homeless jokes. Don't punch down. Um, don't start a scene digging on the moon. <laughs> yes. Yes, and. Yes, and. God. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's my worry. In 2016, when it really looked like Hillary was going to win, my worry was that Trump wasn't going to go away because he was so revved up. Yeah. That Hillary wasn't going to get anything done because she was constantly tearing things down. And now I think yeah. four years later, Trump has kind of run himself into the ground where he's on, he's on like the, the Tommy Laren arc. Yeah. Where it was like, yeah. she was, she was a Fox news, Fox news correspondent. And now she's kind of on that Fox news website. That's not the Fox news website, Yeah, but she's still saying terrible things and getting tweets. Yeah. Exactly. Does um, he, maybe he just becomes an influencer. I could see it. But I mean, honestly, you're not wrong. Like, I could see him becoming like a guy who's like, you know, wears a watch on Instagram and gets like $2 billion for it. I also think it depends on how hard he loses. I think if he, I think if it's very close and he finally loses after like a contested election, mm-hmm. then I could see him sticking around being like, look at it stolen from me. Look at you, seen me robbed. Like, and becomes a sort of like martyr. Yeah figure kind, kind, kind of like an evil Al Gore like an evil Al Gore yeah but like honestly but yeah and I think though if he if he loses in a giant landslide I think then he'll probably be a little more muted for a bit because I can imagine like the embarrassment of that yeah like keeping him from having this like ironically you know the the I don't know uh it's almost like we don't want it, like, if it's close, he's going to be even worse than before, you know? Well, either well, way, if it's close. Well, COVID, COVID proved that, because yeah. there's, there's no humbling moment. There's, yeah. you know, there's no hubris. And yeah. there's very little comeuppance. That's the thing, because he's, he, he managed to go from having people financially support him to people supporting him because he was a celebrity. Right. And now people supporting him because he's in power. So yeah. he'll always have... He'll always have something, although when he's out of power, he's kind of out of money. Yes. Like, I, I still f- feel like he'll find somebody, enough people to prop him up. And maybe it's just his base. Maybe he, maybe he becomes, yeah. yeah, maybe he becomes the Mort- maybe becomes Morton Downey Jr. But I think, like, I, but I don't think you're, like, all of these comparisons, I know you're saying them jokingly, but, like, I don't think you're wrong. Like, they're I think not they're, exaggerated, no. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're targeted. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, the, like, He'll become, I think, like, you know, he'll become kind of like the former president stand-up. And I don't think he'll, I don't think they'll call it stand-up. I think it'll be like something that sounds tacky, like an evening with, Don, with like President Donald J. Trump. Yeah, you really like this, this tour idea where he's on the I back of the screen waving at Wichita. But like, um, but like, I feel like that's what you do when you're in a band and you hit rock bottom is you start hitting up county fairs. And, and like, he- I- 
that could be it. He'd go solo, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He, he could just go from county fair to county fair and yell at people. He, he could be like a political John Rickles with no jokes. Yeah, yeah. And people would pay. He'd make so much money off it. Yeah. Like so much, there's so much money off being mad at, like, people. Oh, my God. Cameo alone. Yeah. Um, God, I love Cameo. When we, when we were nominated for an Emmy, Kristen, Kristen Bartlett, the other head writer, we mm. bought each writer a different Cameo, congratulating yeah. them. Who'd you get? Um, for one writer, like, you know, one writer's into reality shows. So we got, like, a reality star from the show she likes. Another mm. writer, we got uh, Ernie Hudson. Um, uh, Ernie Hudson's a pretty good pick. <laughs> uh, we... Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, who's the kids in the hall guy that has like the crazy hair or like the weird hair? I, you know what? I'm, I just got to stop now. How did you forget one of the kids in the hall? Because I'm tired. And <laughs> I... <laughs> the last time we talked to you, you told me how you like pinned Dave Foley down. And yeah, I know Dave Foley. Those... I mean, I just to clear the air, you're talking about Kevin McDonald. <laughs> Kevin McDonald. It is Kevin McDonald. You're right. As soon as you said it, I recognize it. But we got Kevin McDonald to do a video for, yeah. you know, Sean Crespo, who writes for the show. Did she get um, you one? No, we didn't get it. You didn't one. get one. Okay. No, no. But, you know, it was, uh, it was nice, though. It was fun. It was a fun yeah. thing to do. No, that's, that's awesome. We well, uh, you know what? That's a good segue to switch to some nice stuff. Yeah, let's, let's talk about nice stuff. One of the reasons we're talking other than stuff that's terrible, yeah. <laughs> including things we, don't, we won't record, um, <laughs> was yeah. that you texted me out of the blue and just said, are you watching Star Trek Lower Decks? Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, oh my God, we, I cannot keep texting you about this. We need to just yeah. sit down and talk about it. So you're in favor. I love it. I think it's really fun. Did are you finish ma- it? Are people mad at it? Yeah, I finished it. There's people that are mad at it, yeah. There's, oh, geez. There, there are definitely people that think it's making fun of Star Trek and they're not taking it seriously. But um, I love it. I think that the reason I love it is because it's sitting in that sweet spot where it's like, it's actually Star Trek. And yeah. when quarantine started... And I was looking for shows to watch. And this made yeah. me, this makes me really depressed because it makes me think of all the shows I've finished thinking yeah. quarantine was going to be over. But when quarantine started, I was like, all right, I'll watch both seasons of the Orville. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm not a Seth MacFarlane fan, but people who like Star Trek say it's great. Right. And I watched it. I'm like, yeah, all right. It's, all right. it's like, it's, it's him doing next generation and then bro jokes randomly yeah. show up. And yeah. when I saw the word X, I'm like, Oh no, this is what the Orville actually thinks it is. Yeah. Of like yeah. that it, it lives within Star Trek while having fun with it. Right. And because it lives within Star Trek, it gets to be so specific in such amazing ways. You know, like yeah. you don't have to do like your analogs for this character. Right. This exactly. You they can just like, do it. Yeah. They just do Easter egg checks where like they can yeah. just say, like, I was watching the first episode again and Mariner's like, you don't know about Spock? The dude came back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's. And yeah. it, it's not something that resonates when you're like, Fargon, do you know about Fargon? Which right. is what the Orville has to do. Right. And there's like little references to like different, like even like the movie episode where they do like the Star Trek movie within a movie. Yes. Yeah, on and the like, holodeck. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And when they're like in, in uh, like, you know, on, on um, what's it called? Uh, how, what are ship names? What are ship terms? Ships. Where, where, where the smart people sit on the ship. The bridge? The bridge. My I... God, you're tired. We shouldn't have <laughs> even done this. <laughs> you it forgot been... Kevin McDonald and the bridge. And literally, it's not even the fact that you forgot the bridge. You the didn't bridge. go, you didn't say like, you know, the command center <laughs> or the main, the main set. You went, the place where the smart people sit. And I'm like, the quad? I was trying to get to it. <laughs> You know, the smart people on the starship. A campus? Go, oh, <laughs> the bridge. The bridge. Yes. Anyway, the bridge scene was cool in that. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you see? I'm the- sorry. It's fine. That's fine. That makes it more fun for me. Oh man. Uh, have you seen the final episode yet? Yes. Yeah. It, the final. I realized that. Uh, Spoilers for the last episode. One of the things I loved about it was I realized it ended exactly the same way Picard ended. <laughs> exactly. It ended with the Titan showing up and Riker on it and yeah. saving the day. And it just, 
I had just a nice because Picard. I loved yeah. Picard. Uh, there are people that hate Picard because there's people that hate everything. Yeah. Um, but Picard was like real heavy and real dark, and it just pushed the mythology to a new place, and yeah. it saved Nemesis because yeah. it was like, hey, here's this movie you hate, but three plot points we're going to turn into a great story. Yeah. But uh, when Riker shows up, it's like this big cathartic moment of like, oh my God, he's going to say that. And in this, it's like, Jonathan Frakes, something happened in 2018. And I don't know yeah. where, and I don't know when. If you know it, you, you can tell me. But Jonathan Frakes just became the meme of our age. Where yeah. like, nobody does wharf memes. Nobody does data memes. It's just, no. everything's Riker. And Jonathan Frakes is now the Mark Hamill of Star Trek. Right. He'll just show up. He'll just do it. Yeah. He loves it. I'm sure he's on Cameo. I think he is on Cameo. Yeah, why Trek. wouldn't he be? Yeah. There's a few Star Trek people on Cameo. Yeah. But he's just, and he's clearly having so much fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, it, it's such a fun show. And the way that it, like, you know, each episode has like a Star Trek y story. Like, yeah. there's always something like unexplained or, crazy happening mm -hmm. uh as and i kind of like that they like kept that they kept that there's actual star well, trek like events. it makes me feel more canon i was listening to an interview yeah. with mike mcmahon who created it and he said he said the the way we f do the show is we write a star trek episode but we flip the a and b story because he said yeah. my favorite thing on next generation was there'd be a 30 minutes of trying to solve a spatial anomaly but there'd be 10 minutes of data painting yeah. <laughs> and like and Jordy teaching data how to paint. And he's like, what if the what if the data painting story was the A story? Yeah. And the spatial anomaly was a B story. But if you go through all lower decks B stories, it's like, no, it completely holds together. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I, I man, I love the uh the court, the the space court. Oh, from yeah, the, from undiscovered country. Uh, undiscovered country. <laughs> but like it's like it's like, but they're floating in light rays like it, we were raised up on a platform <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how they they just they str stretch it just enough without breaking it it's almost right. i was gonna say it's almost like the adam west batman show but it's but batman yeah. was making fun of batman more than this is making fun of star trek i think like what i what i like about it and i know that gene roddenberry's vision of the future is that everyone is cool and they're chill and they're all on the same page about stuff mm -hmm. Um, but I like, cause this is how I feel like if you were like a work, like sort of like a lower deck working class person in Starfleet where you'd be like, I don't want to, I don't want to change this. I don't want to change out the core right now. Can we like do it tomorrow? It'll be fine. You know, like, I feel yeah. like that exists. And I, I, also, have I also love that they are not told anything. They're just like, they're going through the story and then the ship starts breaking apart and they're like, right. oh, the ship's breaking apart. And then there's an intercom that just goes, go to engineering. And they're like. Here yeah. I am in engineering. Like no yeah. one explains what's happening. Nobody explains what's yep. going on. And like, that's clearly everyone's job. Yeah. Your, um, your job is either knowing what's happening and telling everybody as quickly as possible <laughs> or doing stuff and not knowing why. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I like, it feels like Star Trek, even as it's stretching things out, it feels like Star Trek. Like it doesn't feel like, like it, like, it's not like, you know, when like Family Guy was doing their Star Wars parodies that were like yeah. licensed, like those, yeah. th like that felt like that. Like uh, this that was like, like that was like Robot Chicken. It was like, yes. oh, we'll do a sketch about this bit that happened and we'll do, we'll turn this Easter egg into a three minute piece. It's yeah. Not and, and even making like, you know, uh, one of the characters, Tendi, like, you know, the green woman that everyone has joked about, like you have sex with in Star Trek. Yeah. Like they've just made her part of Starfleet. Like, I think yeah. like that's like a, like a, a cool choice and it comes up later and she well she gets upset about it in the movie because right. they like start doing orion stereotypes and she's like right. hey 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 yeah this is no longer cool or uh yeah just little things like um when they do an easter egg they fold it into the story like an exocomp showed up yeah in the last episode <laughs> one, one of the things i love about it is um my boys hate star trek yeah um Sebastian's kind of okay with it, but he likes yeah. he likes to make fun of it. Ben hates it. So if I have it on, there's like groaning, there's like there's complaining, yeah. usually complaining louder than the dialogue. Yeah. And um the way I pitched it to them when I saw it, I was like, hey, look at this, look at this trailer. And they were like, Star Trek. And I'm like, 
I was like, no, it's Rick and Morty Star Trek. Right. And yeah. they're obsessed with Rick and Morty, which shows you what a bad parent I am. Yeah. Uh, yep, but, yep, yep. But they literally every week, every week, they're like, is Lower Decks on yet? Can we watch Lower Decks at lunch? Do we have to wait to our after school to watch Lower Decks? Right. Yeah. Because they also, they go to school now from eight to 11 yeah. and then come home and do the rest of it online. And they're oh, cool. like, they're like, we have a break for lunch. Can we watch Lower Decks? And uh, when things like the Exocomp show up or like the little Easter eggs, I yeah. laugh and they want to know why. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, why are you laughing at that robot? I'm like, there's an episode of Next Generation where Jordy built that robot. Right. Yeah. Or like, you know, even when they showed that, that uh, the guy on the ship that was like, that had like the freaks of Star, Starfleet. Yeah. Like the guy in the, like that species was the species from the animated series when they didn't get yes. uh, Chekhov. Well, that's the doctor too. The doctor was. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the cat doctor was on the animated series. Um, I love the cat doctor. Yeah. I love. I feel like on Star Trek, the Doctor is always one of the best characters, just because they get to be like a little loosey goosey with them. They're usually cr- they're usually either cranky or pretentious. They're right. they're either Bones or Bashir, and everyone's like that's kind of the barometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're so fun. Yeah. You know? Uh, love the cat. Love. And they like they make choices. Like they make choices that change the show. Like they, you know, like, well the security, the the yeah. g- the giant security officer. Yeah. Who's who's voiced by uh, Fred Tatashiori, who's the Hulk in everything. Yeah. So they like they, they just got him huge, and he would say things like he would like like he would curse he would curse out the name of the prophets. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he called somebody a parath in one episode. <laughs> oh, and it, that. That's the most depressing thing about quarantine. When I knew it was going to go for a while, I was like, yeah. I'm going to watch Deep Space Nine from beginning to end. Yeah. And the day it ended, I panicked. I was like, but, but I'm still in quarantine. This was 180 episodes. All right. I guess I'm going to get into walk to uh, Arch. Uh, was it Arch Enterprise? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't done Enterprise yet. Right now. Right. Well, Archer is back. You got me into Archer yeah. like five yeah. years ago. I'm doing that. Um, I'm doing The Good Place again because it's all yeah. on Netflix. And we just did, um, Sebastian and I just finished Avatar The Last Airbender, oh. and, uh, which worked out so well. We finished it Saturday morning and we had a little time. And he was like, he's like, there's another show, right? I'm like, well, there's Legend of Korra. He's like, put it on. Right. So we're just rolling through that. But there's not a lot of. Yeah. I feel like uh, the, the streaming show has definitely made a choice since The Mandalorian, like, we're going to go weekly again. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really the way to go because these shows aren't a blur anymore. I can tell you what happened in the Mandalorian. I can't tell you what happened in stranger things. Oh no, I have no idea. I I've seen season three and I don't remember a thing. It was two days of my life and there was a mall. Yeah. But like lower decks and Mandalorian, it was like, I, I watched them a couple of times each. Yeah. Yeah. You have time to think about it and talk about it. You don't, you also don't have to like burst through it because for some reason, people we know will like finish a twenty-episode season in and then tweet about hours. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like video games. It's like there's always somebody, and I'm not a good gamer, so it's like yeah. it's going to take me two months. So I just made the decision that I don't care about game spoilers. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, does the scorpion die in the Spider-Man game? Well, right. only if I press this button enough times. <laughs> yeah. So, but I also think it keeps it keeps things in the public consciousness longer because yeah. it, it used to be like Netflix put out like 10 episodes of something. Yeah. And then by Monday, no one's talking about it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Like it, you know, all of the pieces about the haunting of Bly Manor are like out now and that'll be all people talk. About yeah. It'll be two days. By, by Tuesday. It'll be gone. And then right. the, the other thing that happens is it comes back a year later and you can't remember if you watched it. Right. Yeah. You know, like uh, every now and they just canceled it, but every now and then, I see a reminder of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I watched that whole show. I like that show. Yeah. And, but I don't even remember that I watched it unless you remind me that it existed. Yeah. You know, whereas like when WandaVision comes out, we're going to be talking about WandaVision for a while. I'm really excited about WandaVision. It looks really trippy. I think the reason we're getting it first, because we were supposed to get Falcon and Winter Soldier first. Yeah. I think because it's so trippy, they're going to shoot it like the Mandalorian where everything's just digital. 
Yeah, I think so. So you can have maybe one, two actors in a shot and keep things clear where Falcon Winter Soldier, those guys are going to be jumping on moving trains. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no way that doesn't happen. But I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for like an experimental Marvel-y type show. Yeah, I, I think we're up to it. Well, we were just talking about this on the last podcast that all the rumors now, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in the yeah. next Spider-Man, but then the next Doctor Strange, Sam Raimi's directing, and it's supposed to yeah. be really loopy and trippy. So like, yeah, and WandaVision, good. I think Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange. So are they just going to go for this loopy, psychedelic? I could see that. Phase like, four. Phase four, or like there's, there, we're, we have to, look, I, Sp- Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse, one of the best cartoons ever made. Oh my Perfect God. Perfect comic it, book movie. Holds I really, up every I feel like single time you watch it. We're all set on multiverses. Like we don't need to do this. Cause I feel like that's what we're building to is now having like, you know, our like, you know, our earth ones and earth twos. Yeah. And I just don't have the energy for it. Like I just don't have the energy to be like, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bring them in. Bring them in. And I know it's how it's like actors will be swapped out. I get all that. Yep. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have time to read what if. Right, exactly. exactly. It's, like, it's like, look, can't you just write a story about Peter Parker that happens to Peter Parker? Does he have to be a Peter Parker with a horn on his head right. and like goggles strapped to his ears because the spider bit him in the ankle? It's right. like, just, just, give me, just give me more stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to reboot things in my own head. Right, but yeah. I know I'm alone in that, and I, and I know that um, when I talk to artists, they're like, they're like, well, we, I like it because I get to redesign stuff. Yeah, well, it's that like, makes sense. I get to put Cyclops in leather pants. Yeah, that that does that. that I guess that makes sense. Or yeah. just Cyclops in leather pants. I feel like you yes, Cyclops in leather pants makes sense to me. It, it tracks. It Honestly, tracks. that's the the Brian Singer movies. Which yeah, the more we learn about Brian Singer. Yeah, the less I can ever watch the usual suspects again. Yeah, I really can't. Like, I like X Men and X Men Two, and it. I think like it either came on TV or something, or I was like, oh, X Men. I was like, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like watching this right now. I haven't watched those in a while. I feel like, I feel like the cast might be able to pull me through because I feel, yeah, from everything I've seen, like Hugh Jackman seems like a great guy. Patrick yeah. Stewart and Ian McKellen are really decent people. Famke yeah. Jensen seems nice. Could I, can I pull myself through that? I said, yeah. I think it's the fact that Brian Singer made movies with Kevin Spacey. And I'm like, well, now you, the two of you are beating me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I remember when X-Men came out, though, and how like, cool it was? Like, it was like, oh, you guys, you guys didn't fuck it up yeah, <laughs> entirely. Well, well, you know what? That's something that Next Generations will never understand. It's like when you were... When you were talking before about kind of how the Republicans fell in line, because it's like, well, this is what we got. Yeah. My mind immediately flashed to like Val Kilmer as Batman yeah. or Spider-Man 3. It's like, well, well, they made one. And yeah. I remember, um, this is one of my favorite memories. Do you remember when we all went to see Iron Man on opening yeah. night? And yeah. like Mike Lawrence had to sit on the floor because yeah. there were so many of us. And there was a moment in that movie, I think it was like, an hour in when he puts on the suit and the planes are chasing him. And I thought to myself, hey, I haven't hated anything they've done in this movie. Right, yeah. And yeah. like before that, I, I went in going like, yeah, I'm going to hate something. They're, you know, they're going to put a Dodge logo on the Fantastic car. That's right, yeah. You go in knowing that's going to happen. And just the fact that they made superhero movies was enough for a long yeah. time. And like you watch X-Men and it's like an FX show gets a bigger budget than that first X-Men movie. It's like, oh, yeah. You got four X-Men and a foam core Statue of Liberty head. <laughs> That's what you got. Just go and we're like, hey, look, Picard is playing Professor X. I, I, I guess I'm sold. But I will say that like when, like at the very beginning of that movie, Hugh Jackman's like, you know, fighting in Canada, yeah. you know, for money. And yeah. like he does the claws. I was like, oh my God, we got, we got the claws. Yeah, we saw the claws come through skin. That was- and We were like, oh, we're good. We're all set. Yeah. And and now we're looking at like, now it's like, well, we know we're getting the X Men again, right? We're gonna get X Men again. Yeah. What are we? But what are we gonna get? We're not gonna get that Hugh Jackman Wolverine again. So what are they gonna do? Yeah, who would be a good? Who would be a good Wolverine? I don't know. I always feel like whenever I do these casting choices, 
the real casting choice comes in and I'm like, I never heard of that guy. Oh, yeah. And then I IMDB him and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, he seems yeah. good. So it's like, we're so far beyond like, I think Tom Cruise should be Cyclops. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that I, I don't even guess anymore. Like, and I, I just trust them. I mean, they recast the human torches to as two different people in the Marvel universe. Yeah. They're like, okay, this bad human torch can be Captain America and this bad human torch can be Killmonger. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, fine. You want to make Batman the vulture? Go ahead. Oh, God. Yeah. And he was great. Maybe one of the best performances of a villain in a Marvel movie. I want him back so much. I just want Michael Keaton doing things. Just, there's not enough Michael Keaton in the world. It's like, Michael Keaton's like the actor Norm MacDonald. Yeah. He's like, like Norm MacDonald account. Norm MacDonald will just disappear for 19 months until he loses big on football games. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then he, then he appears in something that week (laughs) and you're like, Oh my God, it's Norm MacDonald. That's amazing. And then he's gone again. I feel like Michael Keaton does that, but in like dramas. We're, I, and I feel like as a as a as a culture, like we were like, oh, we forgot about Mike Michael Keaton. We like him, and then he was back. Yeah, it was like, like we, we just like we forgot about him. It was like we conjured him. Right. <laughs> well, um, Ben and I were rewatching Thirty Rock, and I forgot he appears in like the hundredth episode of Thirty Rock. Yeah. And I was, and I remember when it came out, I was like, I can't remember the last thing I saw Michael Keaton in. And I realized since that episode, I've seen Michael Keaton in fourteen things. Yeah. He's been in so many things. I think he was in the new... I watched the new RoboCop movie. I don't know why. Oh, it's bad. It's I, so bad. I went to the new RoboCop movie. Oh, no, no. I would not buy that for a dollar. No. I sat in a theater and watched that. And it was like Samuel L. Jackson was in it. Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley was in it. And it was just, for some reason, like, RoboCop, they left one hand. Like, he had, like, this whole armor, but one hand. It was, it was, it was so weird. It like it felt very like you you wanted to take RoboCop and make it into like a Fast and Furious movie in terms of style choices and like yeah. what you where you thought it could go. But I so. remember uh, I remember like when the Blu-ray came out. It was I think that's when you were living like uh, a block away, yeah. and you and I put it on and we hadn't seen it in ten years. Yeah. And that's when I realized I'm like, oh no, RoboCop's great because it's fucking nuts. It's nuts, yeah. It's so, it was, like, I was 15 when I saw it, and yeah. I didn't have the capacity to realize how nuts it was. And yeah. they made it, like, not nuts. It's like, what's this? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. What's up? I, I, as I get older, I'm realizing that I value the crazy movies and franchises that everybody hates. I watched Iron Man 3 again last week. Yeah. It's not great, but there's a lot I like in it that Marvel will never, ever do again. Yeah. But, just, but I like that. There's choice. Yeah, it's like Batman Returns. Batman Returns has become my go- my gold goalpost of crazy yeah. franchise movies. Like that yeah. movie should not have been made that way whatsoever. I know, but it's such a good movie. It's like such it's, a good movie. In some ways, it's yeah. better than the first one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's just like it's just Tim Burton just stole it and made a Tim Burton movie out of it. And like, but we, we again, we we're all like, all right, this is the way it is. Cool, great, yeah. we're in. Yeah, like, it was. Yeah, I, I, we don't get that enough. That's what. Uh, that's why I keep going back to Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, because Thor was clearly the most boring of those movies. Yeah, and then it's just like I think once a week I get angry because I'm not watching Thor Ragnarok right now. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, fuck. What am I doing? Why am I not watching Thor Ragnarok? Right. And that's God. That's that might be like my favorite of the movies to watch. Really? It's just so well written and it moves yeah. so fast. It's got, it goes to so many places. I think yeah. I'm still Civil War. Civil War brings yeah. out every emotion in me. Like, I, I cry. I cry tears of joy. I yeah. cry tears of tears. Like, yeah. just, the, just the fact that, like, everyone's in it and everybody plays to their strengths. And they, they could only make that movie at that particular point. Yeah. Like, because Infinity War and Endgame are great, but they're so much bigger stories and then the yeah. fact that they throw spider-man in at the very last second like yeah. they, had to, they had to rewrite that script in a weekend yeah because they were like hey sony gave us spider-man so put him in it put him in put him in go because that's, that's what's great yeah and it's and it's just like he's just this bright light in the middle of it yeah so uh so how's everything else going are you still are you still writing from home i know samantha I'm still working from home. i know sam is still doing it in her backyard but 
Sam's still doing it in her backyard. We're still writing from home. We we haven't figured out like what the plan is for coming back yet, just yeah. because, you know, a lot of people have families on the show and there is a lot of protocols to go through before we'd even let back in. So right now we're sort of just waiting to figure out what happens. But yeah, still remote. Yeah, my my company just abandoned their office completely. Like, yeah, we, we had a At meeting. They're la- doing that. Yeah, we had a meeting last week, and they were like, "So, guys, the lease is up in the building, and yeah. we're not going to renew it, and we'll figure out where you're going, and we'll figure out if everybody's going to go." And I like, we had a survey like, "Hey, how's work from home going?" And I raised my hand. I, you know, I'm introverted enough. I raised my hand immediately. I was like, "I'll never come back." Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all right with me. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of companies are going to go that way. And it's honestly, it's something that we've been pushing for for 10 years. Because it's right. like, look, we have the same technology at home that we have at work. Like, why are we getting on trains? And yeah. why, am I sitting at a, why am I sitting at a desk that I now share with three people so you could save office space? Right. You know, when I, when I joined the workforce, we had cubicles and everybody complained about cubicles because – the guy who drew Dilbert said cubicles were bad, but now he says Trump is good. So we <laughs> probably should have, we were okay with cubicles. <laughs> cause then, cause then the, the solution was, ah, uh, you guys are all at a library table. Right. God, open, open plans. Yeah. It's no. terrible. Like you can't take phone calls. No. Um, environments like that just make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Man, me too. They, they make me, but again, yeah, right. Yeah. Those, won't exist as much. And then I'm sure though, in like 10 or 15 years, there'll be this like innovative trend of having people in the office. Mm-hmm. And it'll be this like, you know, we just realize that it's better to have that in-person interaction. And that's going to be like the next, like, it's, you know what I mean? Like it'll come yeah. back into vogue. Well, it was like in the nineties when offices were like, Hey, we got a foosball table. Like yeah. you're going to want to stay here all day. Cause we got free cereal. And right. so this is the best place to work. And then, Three years later, you have a foosball table with a layer of dust this thick on it because yeah. everybody's fucking working. Everyone's working. Yeah. And it's foosball. It's not that fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eventually, eventually you realize that their feet can't really kick the ball. They, it, they're, yeah. It's not like you're not doing hours of fun with foosball. You're like, do you want to play? No. All right. Foosball is something we invented before we could have video games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and but there's like even like you have a rod hockey table. That's fun. Or, you know, like a ping pong. That's better. Yeah, but air baseball? hockey. Yeah. Air hockey. Air hockey. Have some air hockey. Air hockey is pretty good because you can try to hurt the other person. With you it. can try to hurt the other person. It's also like loud enough that it's distracting. Yeah. That like that clunk <laughs> of like that thick plastic. Yeah. yeah. And the fans always going. Oh, I love that. I love that feeling of it. I love that like little like air that's coming out of it it's the best yeah it feels good it, it's almost like you're right about to get your bowling ball back yeah that's, that, and that's same kind of current these are all things we don't know when we'll feel again see this is why we had this podcast when, when yeah. we were talking when we were talking i was like i don't know what we're gonna talk about we talked a couple months ago yeah. it's literally the smile and this is an audio podcast and so no one sees yeah. this but us but the smile on both our faces yeah. when we said the fan in a bowling alley yeah. Oh man, it's a better time then. Oh, what was the before times like, son? Um, you know, you could just play bowling. What's bowling? All right. Um, kind of complicated, but not worth explaining <laughs> to you. Why did the opposite happen the last uh, couple of weeks? Is that um, both Target and Walgreens um, had exclusive Marvel figures? Yeah. Uh, that I really, really needed because it was like a Dave Cockrum Storm and like a Silver Centurion Iron Man, and I was like. This took up a lot of my brain. And you couldn't order them on the website. It was like the first exclusive in years you couldn't order on the website. Right. And so it's 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm driving from Walgreens to Walgreens wearing a mask. And right. going, yeah, uh, going, yeah, this is what my life used to be. This is horrible. <laughs> like, it's when Toys R Us is, existed. God. Running yeah. across parking lots because maybe they had a Sinyaka. I, I still miss Toys R Us. I miss, I miss Toys R Us as, as a force in my life. The, the one thing I really miss Toys R Us for, um, I, was doing a, I was doing a video shoot. Uh, so we were uh, like outside Philly for a week. And it was the week Toys R Us finally closed. Yeah. And so we were in a Hotel Marriott, which is next to a mall. And I, and I, realized, I realized that it was part of my travel itinerary was 
when you travel, you look for the mall and I would go, where's the Toys R Us? And I would extrapolate from that. Yeah. And then there would always be weddings. I would be flying home with like seven loose action figures in my travel. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. After nine 11, they would search my Lord of the Rings figures because I found Sauron and in, <laughs> in Pilsen. I can't imagine being a T T TSA agent just being like, all right. Wipe yeah. each of these fucking what? Yeah. yeah. How many through. guns does he come with? God, just get out of it. Go through, please. Ugh. And this is pre pre-Avengers was when you could still have shame about superheroes. Yeah. That's something we've lost as a culture. We, we have lost the shame of super- we lost the shame of society going, you're supposed to have this from eight to twelve and then stop. Right, yeah. And yeah. I, blame, I blame my generation because um, I'm one generation ahead of you. And when I was in high school, right at the point I was going to stop, they made the Dark Knight Returns. Right, yeah. And I literally said to a kid in a class who's now an archbishop uh, um, who said, you got to read the Dark Knight Returns. And I was like, why would I read Batman? Batman's for kids. The right. X-Men are for X-Men are for us. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, here, now Frank Miller. Oh, and by the way, here's Watchmen. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, uh, now, now I'm nearing 50 and I'm never leaving. What do you think of that? Yeah. It's like if your parents got a foosball table right before you were going to move out. <laughs> and now you still live in the basement for those two hours of fun. <laughs> I'm also still stuck on this guy's an archbishop. <laughs> <laughs> he is! <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, like, I was listening, but I was just distracted by archbishop. Like, like, yeah. like does he still read comics? Do you know him? Uh, I don't, I'm not in contact with him anymore. It's possible he might. Um, yeah, but that's funny because usually the, the, my interesting, the, my go-to interesting friend is you. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, thank you so much. I, go with the I bishop. Go, where I go, oh, my friend Mike writes for Samantha B. And yeah, yeah. He put me in a Spider-Man comic that doesn't look anything like me. Um, yeah. So it's nice to have that reaction from you. of like, yeah, I have another friend. Did I tell you yeah. I have a friend that owns Slice? How so? <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories. I don't think I've told this on the podcast, so I'll tell it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Bill and I were talking about it because it, um, it was a friend, friend of mine from high school was yeah. in uh, – he was a debate student. So he became a lawyer – and he told me this whole story. The one night he's sitting around his house and they started to talk about brand names that had fallen out of the yeah. public lexicon. And they were like, hey, do you remember, you know, do you remember Toys R Us? Do you remember like yeah. things like that? And, and his wife said, you guys remember Diet Slice? And he's like, who owns that? And he's like, ah, I think I'll find out. So as a hobby, he calls up Pepsi. He calls up like the Pepsi hotline. Yeah. And he goes, hey, uh, hey, I, I really like Slice. You guys ever bring a Slice back? And they yeah. go, no, nah, we have no plans to bring Slice back. So he records that phone call, then goes to buy the trademark for Slice. Yeah. Um, Pepsi takes him to court, and in court he plays the phone call <laughs> of him asking Pepsi if they're going to use it, and they say no. Yeah. And then Pepsi, Pepsi pulls him aside and goes, all right, how much you want? And he goes, I don't want any money. I want Slice. <laughs> so they give him Slice. Yeah. And then he's at home going, so I got Slice. Yeah. What do I do with it? Yeah. And then he starts calling bottling plants. And now he like turned it into a vitamin water brand. And I oh, ran wow. into him last year in Chicago, like doing Taste of Chicago. And he just had a booth where he was selling Slice. And I'm like, and I'm like, are you, I'm like, what are you going to do with this? He's like, eh, if it makes enough money, I'll stop practicing law. And that's just... <laughs> That's great, though. That's like fun. He, That's like a Shark Tank thing. Yeah, he owns like he he owns a soda brand company on a dare. Yeah, that's Which what is, I. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I write pharmaceutical advertising, <laughs> but I, but I have lots of stories about people I know. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's, that's it. So, what else are you looking forward to? Is there anything coming up that you're like, this is going to be huge? Is, is the election show going to? Are you guys gearing up for that? Is there We're gearing up for that? Yeah. Is there a comic you're reading right now that you're super into? I know you're behind on your TV. I'm behind on everything, uh, but video games. I've been playing a video game called Hades, which is mm-hmm. really good, where it's sort of like 
you're trying to escape hell, but your dad is Hades and he's trying to stop you. And there's actually like a very touching story in it. Uh, I'm playing that. I'm playing a game called Spirit Fair, which is you play the person who ferries the dead to the afterlife. I really play cheerful games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, every, you know, it's, every, a, it's, an es- it's an escape from living. Yeah. <laughs> Are um, you, do you have a PS5 ordered? I do have a PS5 ordered. I have a Xbox Series X ordered. Oculus no. Quest 2 ordered. Yeah, I've got it all ordered. I have an Oculus Go. It doesn't do anything. Uh, you should get the new Oculus, uh, the Quest 2. I think it'll be good. And it actually does things. Yeah, the boys are asking for that, but they're going to get a PS5, so they're getting nothing else. Oh, geez. Man, well, man. The, yeah, the, it's like, it's just expensive. Well, Sebastian's obsessed with Minecraft. Ben can play any game yeah. within four days, so I just want it for Miles Morales. Yeah. And yeah. then That's basically, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. And I don't have a console here, so I'm like, I will also buy the remastered Spider Man and play that again because I don't play that many games, but that's my favorite game that I've ever played. It's like, a, it's such a great game. Did I tell you I literally uh, Manhattan was so well built? Yeah. That I I was web swinging and Ben was watching me, and I went to the corner where I used to hand out flyers for the improv. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he loved that because there's that move where you can web you can. You can web like a, a mailbox and hit somebody yeah. with it. Yeah. And uh, apparently I, I had some frustration to get out. So as he told me, I was doing that to pass us by and yelling stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy. Wow. I, I recommend doing that, by the way. I should, I should try that. I'm definitely going to get the, like, both Miles Morales and like, the, the remaster. Yeah, the remaster looks good. And it was, it was a fun enough game to play again. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to play it again. That, that I really, I like, as much as I love the Arkham games, I think it beat all of them. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. So, Mike, uh, I know you're very popular on Twitter, for, but for people who don't follow you on Twitter, how do they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Mike Drucker, M-I-K-E-D-R-U-C-K-E-R. And are, and, you, Insta- are yeah. you Instagram? Or are you? Uh, Mike Drucker is dead on Instagram, it, where I mostly just post things that I bought that I shouldn't have bought. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Not In My Book. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. That is the official Caffeinated Comics social feed. But you can also go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Caffeinated Comics, and that's where we post all the news that's going on. Those are great ways to follow us. If you want to follow the show, say you've listened to this and you haven't subscribed, there's great ways to subscribe to us because we're on everything now. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Spotify. Or you can go right to RadioMisfits.com, click on the Lifestyle tab, go through all of the great podcasts they have, and click on us and listen to all of the episodes we've done for years and years. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Next week will actually be about Halloween, so we can stop thinking about real monsters and start talking about zombies and vampires. We'll talk to you then.